Georgian, that blew my mind. I saw what I'd only been used to seeing in these kind of aid adverts about help, you know, a child in a developing economy. There was no electricity. There were corrugated kind of roofs, almost like the radiators you see in some homes that were used for roofs. There were no, some, in, in some places there were no doors and no windows to the homes. It was all kind of substance farming. So it, there was no commercial activity. It was just, you grow stuff, you eat the stuff you grow and, 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 and you survive. And, you know, kids would be running around. Everyone's kind of, a lot of people were barefooted. School was, you know, the, the, the older lady in the village sitting down and taking them through some stuff. Of course, there was no internet. Um, that was the first time I experienced, I experienced upset about the lack of gratitude I had in my life, actually. I was more upset with myself than I was with them because they were so happy. And I thought, I said a lot of swear words to myself about myself <laughs> because I was sometimes um, short, rude, dismissive, childish, immature with my father who, who came out with me for those few weeks. And once I saw where he'd come from, because this was his village, he moved when he was 15. And at that time he was, you know, in, in, you know, in his forties or something. So I thought, Jesus, and you were here 20 years before I even got to this place. And this is where he was raised. And yeah, even now looking back on it, 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 it taught me a lot about gratitude because I didn't really appreciate the full sense of kind of my selfishness. And it's one of those things you don't believe it until you see it. And, and, and then you do, and it blew my mind. So, so that was, that's the most poignant memory I have of experiencing uh, a massive anger in combination with gratitude for everything my father had done for me. It washed away a lot of conflict that we'd experienced in our relationship up till then. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George and Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with us, we have Deepak Shukla. He is the you. founder of the SEO agency Pearl Lemon. And he has done some really cool things in his life. Uh, some of them weren't that easy. And uh, we're going to go into that, uh, how he managed to overcome them, uh, like being homeless for a week or running a 27-hour ultra marathon. <laughs> Um, and I'm really curious where this discussion will lead. And, uh, I'm sure that he will bring a lot of value to you, the listener. So welcome Deepak. Thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, Georgian, I'm, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much for the wonderful introduction. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about, you know, some, many, or any of, of those things that you just mentioned. Amazing. Amazing. So uh, we had a good laugh about uh, how you like to um, talk about your name. <laughs> the fact yeah. that it's like half, uh, uh, half the name of a 
Tupac yeah. Shakur. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, the funny thing is Georgian. So, 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 so you know, um, Georgian was, of course, before uh, we came on it, asking exactly how to pronounce my name, which is normal. People sometimes are like, how, how do I pronounce it? And and it, the, the, the interesting part, Deepak, of course, sounds a lot like Tupac. Uh, and then people are like, oh, I get it. And, uh, you know, I, had, I, I still have my nose pierced. Tupac had his nose pierced. And then I used to, I, I tried to have a budding career as a rapper when I was like in my early 20s. So it's really funny how life has worked out. They're like, oh, but yes, uh, Deepak uh, is perfect. And, and, and it is very similar to Deepak. Yeah. And the uh, uh, thing that I forgot to mention, maybe we can go into that as well, is the fact that at one point you were featured as a BBC Artist of the Month as a rapper, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I was with- And Sorry, also your parents didn't know about Tupac Shakur. <laughs> My my parents moved to India, uh, moved from India in in their early teens. My mum was eleven, my dad was like fifteen, uh, and uh, they they haven't had really a formal education. And the, they had no idea, is what I'm saying, who Tupac was. It was just and and in Hindi you'd pronounce it Deepak, which means to bring light. And in English it translates phonetically, D E E P A K. In Hindi it's a Deepak, just like I'm sure Georgian is my. Terrible English pronunciation of how perhaps your family call your name. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. 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 Brilliant. So um, my first question, um, what is gratitude for you personally? Oh, it's, a, it's a really excellent question. Um, I think um, gratitude for me, um, gratitude for me really is, a, it's a powerful tool. It's a tool that helps me do more things in my life. Because sometimes or quite often I'm, I'm in situations where I feel perhaps overwhelmed or overcome by things and how gratitude serves me in those moments is by recognizing what it is I have that I can be grateful for and how I already have all of the answers. I think a lot of the time, um, you know, it's easy for all of us, including myself, right? I say this and I include myself in it to become overwhelmed. Like something happens or something doesn't happen or something changed and we feel overwhelmed by kind of the entire process. And in those moments, I'm, I'm grateful for recognizing that Deepak, you have all of the answers. Everything's there. You don't need to go kind of outside. You just need to look within. And, and, and that recognition of, you know, being grateful for the fact that we, we, we all have infinite potential we all have infinite possibilities is is really empowering for me and and that is kind of what you know gratitude really is is for me it's quite an inward tool that's helped me you know across some of those events that you spoke of yeah by the way um how do you feel gratitude has helped you when you were homeless for instance it you know there's some experiences in life georgian that that really level you So when I, what I say by that is it's, it's very, uh, as humans, I think it's part of our nature because we seek, you know, we're social animals, we seek approval of some kind, We're, we form part of a society. So that also um, lends towards us being kind of, for example, ego driven, you know, you get some positive reinforcement from the world, you echo that reinforcement you get to somebody else oh, so-and-so said this about me and isn't that awesome you know you might screenshot a conversation forward it to your friend or do something like this or be like oh well I didn't know that would happen um and going out and doing something like being homeless or going out and training with 
you know, a, a former special forces operator in Georgia, going into environments where any semblance of standing or recognition or um, success you've had gets reduced to nothing. God, it teaches you about yourself. And, you know, it teaches you, again, to be grateful for everything that you have that you stop appreciating. Um, but, 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 but one of the interesting things about that is that, you know, people, we, we all talk about gratitude a lot, right? And then we kind of very often forget about the things that we should be grateful for that are present in our lives and right now. And, and what's been really powerful with that experience of being homeless was that it reminded me, you know, when I was sleeping in an estate on the, in the south of London, when I saw drug users shooting up or I'd go to a homeless shelter or I'd have to get woken up by police officers asking me to move along. And all of these different things happened was that I need to recreate environments of discomfort more often for myself because it makes me grateful for the things that I have so gratitude actually is a muscle, I think. And it's one of the muscles that atrophies faster than ever. And I think the absence of gratitude in your life makes you actually appreciate things less. But what that really means, because I think it becomes very esoteric and abstract and people, you know, you'll, you'll get the naysayers and be like, oh, well, what's gratitude? You know, okay, wow, I'm happy about my life, ha, ha, ha. But then what you'll often find with people that have those levels of dialogue is that they're not really operating to anything close to their potential. I've often found that the people that are the most successful in my life that I've met are the most humble and the most grateful for the tools that they have because they often put themselves in places of discomfort. And, and in those moments, again, I, 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 you know, certainly, you know, I go back to, you know, when, when yesterday I was on, you know, the stair master at the gym. So I'm doing these stair climbing nonstop for like 45 minutes and I'm absolutely dying. It's like I'm, I've had a shower in the gym and I have not touched the shower at all. I'm dripping, right? And in those moments, I'm grateful for the fact that Deepak, you have all of the answers. Everything's in here. It's not out there. It reduces you. And, and that experience of being homeless, that falling away of anything else that was before, anything else that will come after, and just being really in the moment, I feel like, again, it, it, it teaches me it teaches you something and it teaches you to be grateful for this body, this world, this life. Cause you're like, you know what? You've got all of the answers. Be, 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 be grateful for knowing that. And, and that for me was what something that being homeless taught me about, about my life, that, that, that it's not about my past. It's not about what I could become, but be grateful for the things that you can do right now here in this moment that I have with you and this time that we share together and these moments that we have that, you know, I can be grateful for to talk about my experiences of gratitude. So, so it was, um, it, it really was a life changing experience for me. Yeah, I'm sure it's, it's usually, so one of the, the things that have been proven scientifically that, uh, when it comes to gratitude is the fact that, um, contrast actually makes us feel more grateful. For instance, if we, if we live like I don't know with with Americans or with uh, people from the UK, uh, and we get to be comfortable with a certain uh, level of um, abundance, and we we go to to another country that's poor, mm. 
we get to understand how much abundance we actually have. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, it's like, well, every everyone has these things. It's something normal. They, <laughs> you actually look at people that have more and you think, oh my God, he has this or he has that. But when you go there and you see the contrast, it's like, oh my God, I'm so rich. I'm so blessed. Yeah. And, and I'm really curious about something. And I think that your your insight, your perspective can be really unique. Uh, you have roots in India. Yeah. And you live in the UK. Yeah. Uh, have you have you seen differences, cultural differences in gratitude uh, when it comes to people from India or the UK? Oh, wow. Um, it, Fabio, thank you, first of all. Great question. And, and you know, um, one of, I think that one of the biggest things that I think has been um, testament to any, any, any moderate success that I've had in my life is what I've seen with my parents. I'll, I'll tell you a very brief story about my parents. My mum, my dad, Sita and Ram, you know, bless them, I love them. They, they, got, they got married, Georgian, at 11 and 13. So the first time they saw each wow. other, the first time they saw each other, they got married. And then they didn't see each other again for two years. So here were two young Indian ultimately economic migrants by the time they came over to the UK. Uh, you know, my mum spoke some English. My dad was had to learn when he arrived. They suffered issues moving over in the 70s of kind of the typical things of being, you know, uh, an ethnic minority group, being without education. Um, you know, my parents, you know, my dad today still works at Heathrow Airport. You know, my mum still works as a cashier in the supermarket. And, and one of the things that they ultimately were, were grateful for irrespective of any perceived lack of, you know, things was, 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 was when you, you know, take away things, what's left is, you know, actually opportunity, opportunity to, you know, for my parents is the opportunity to be here, to be in the UK, to, to work extremely hard and to do everything that they could because they were given a sliver of an opportunity to put in the hours necessary to ensure that someone like myself can be on a podcast with you here today. Right because otherwise it just wouldn't have happened. So my parents kind of, you know, they, you know, my, you know, they, they did the hundred hour work weeks, you know, we're, 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 we're strange in that we'd often have dinners alone or with one parent, not because they were single parents, because what, but when my mum was working, you know, days, my dad would be working nights because that was how they could swap around babysitting or my dad would be doing shift work. So there's no sense of kind of togetherness around the family table. Now what that has taught me and what I see that, is uh, symbolic of, no, 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 or, or representative of, of the Indians that, that I know that are native Indians that are born and raised, is the, is the attitude towards progress, the attitude towards opportunity, which I think is relatively consistent amongst a lot of developing economies in terms of the, the work ethic, you know, a lot of people kind of, not, not a lot of people, but some people perhaps often turn their noses up at, for example, like migrant work, you know, the economic migrants. First it was, you know, the Irish that came over. Then it was, the, the you know, the Caribbeans. Then it was, you know, Indians. Now it's, for example, been the, the, the Polish. And initially there's always this adjustment where people feel a bit hard done by, by people coming in and working for less, working more hours. But it's a testament to the amazing work ethic that, you know, I see in, in, in the Indian population and definitely, you know, in, in, in my experience with my business, you know, three of the staff members that, you know, we're eight, they're, they're based in India and, and 
Georgian, they're the hardest workers in the room. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's amazing. And I'm really grateful to have that insight because it gives me, honestly, it gives me an opportunity to come to the UK and, and dominate because I can outwork people because of what I've known. No other reason. And, and I'm, I'm, I don't know, but I would contend perhaps it's perhaps similar to some degree in, 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 in a country such as, you know, your native country, Romania as well. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's quite interesting. Usually uh, I've spoken with uh, people from all around the world, actually, from Australia, from the UK, from the States, from Singapore, India, everywhere. So, yeah. um, and I'm really curious about, uh, about these things. Like, for instance, um, the people that I spoke with from the UK are a bit more skeptical when it comes to gratitude. Like, they see it as an American thing, mm. that, uh, like a self-development thing or something like this. Usually, not all of them, but mm. many do. And um, I, I think it's it's really interesting uh, to see these perspectives. Like uh, Indians, I'm sure, uh, have this uh, uh, way of being appreciative of the few things that they have, of the few opportunities Absolutely. that they have. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And uh, the the contrast is with uh, with the UK, the people from the UK that have a lot of privileges because they are from the UK and yeah. uh, they are they are grateful in in a way uh but it's it's a, it's a different story and th- that was uh something that uh that I'm really curious about and I think can be very powerful for for instance the people that are listening that are from the UK or from people from India that yeah. are listening Absolutely, Georgian. I, I completely agree, and I think that you know one of the things that's important for, for 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 me to to underline is this isn't for me. It's not a criticism of a particular kind of segment of people, population, or kind of uh, thing. What 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 I consider this area that we describe, it's what I call consequences of comfort. Comfort does not breed gratitude. The absence mm. of comfort breeds gratitude which is why simple people with simple things are more grateful than, you know, um, ha- happier people with, with, with in complex environments and complex needs. And, and I always feel that that's kind of the inverse correlation. So the consequence of comfort for, for, for anybody leads to oftentimes an absence of gratitude. And, and also that's why I've sought to go out and continue to reinforce that muscle. Because when you're out doing a triathlon and you're busting your gut up a hill, It's you and the hill. <laughs> There's nothing else. Everything else, all of the noise of life, it kind of fades away. And, and, and it's such a powerful thing. You know, for me, it's like meditation and, and, mm-hmm. it, and, it, and it allows me to become more powerful in the other spaces of my life because you can take that mindset and you can take it into the work environment where most people, you know, don't put themselves in places where there's an absence of comfort. Hmm. That's, that's really interesting. I was thinking about, for instance, um, when it's really cold outside mm. and uh, we get back home and it's really cozy and it's really warm and it's really awesome. Or 
the the opposite if it's really hot outside and we have air conditioning at home it's like oh my god at last yeah. i can i can feel okay i can feel good and uh if we spend maybe one hour or two in that comfort zone it's like it's it's something normal it's not nothing nothing to appreciate here right and uh, i really think it's it's an interesting perspective and uh it correlates quite quite good with uh with the perspective with the, the indians and uh, the people from the uk and uh, the fact that when we are too much in in our comfort zone we we tend to forget to appreciate um these things that we have and maybe others don't yeah but uh, we're just not aware of them anymore and i think it's important to get back and one of the things that i am doing with the podcast is this too um even though i'm in a poorer country and in a developing country i can still find reasons to feel grateful even though I don't live at the standards that uh, people from the UK or from the states live, yeah. you know. And yeah. I, I think this can be really powerful, and I'm hoping that this will inspire people from there to to Absolutely. have a different perspective. Yeah. Absolutely, uh, Georgian. I agree. I think that you know, uh, listeners, we all have the opportunity to be powerful in our own lives, and the the act of practicing gratitude also allows i think it enables you to recognize what you have and therefore go out and and work with what you have certainly you know that's what has worked for me that actually what happens is that you peel away excuses it's very easy to to rationalize many things that inhibit action and you know being grateful for what you have versus what you don't have often the focus is what you on what you can't do or what 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 you know and when you reframe gratitude really helps me reframe things it's like oh you know well i haven't got five thousand pounds to invest for example let's say in, a, in an opportunity or something you know instead the question should be well you know well the, here is what i have i'm you know how, how now how can i make things happen with what i have and and and, and that really comes from first of all recognizing what you do have and and that only comes actually from being grateful for what you do have because otherwise the focus is on the kind of you know what what's missing from our lives and when you when you take you know when you take away everything then 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 that one thing which in this case for example you know in for certainly for example um you know like um certainly in like the 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 slavic you know the baltic region like wi-fi is so much more in advance for example of what we have even in the uk and you can change the world with an ethernet connection <laughs> if you so choose to. But people of course focus on the absence of, Oh, well, you know, I'm, 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 I'm Indian. So people are going to associate me with an Indian SEO agency and they're going to be like Deepak, I want to pay $300 a month or, Oh, uh, you know, and all of these excuses that we wrap ourselves around in. And, and, you know, I, I, I totally agree that, um, you know, if, if in, in, in practicing gratitude and being open to it, it then allows you to take that next step of becoming resourceful and recognizing, you know, what you do have and how far you can go with what you have. Exactly. Exactly. And this is actually what I'm doing. Like uh, what one of the resources that I do have is a great internet connection. 
and an even better one than many places around the world. <laughs> so I'm doing I'm doing the best I can with that, and I'm reaching people around the world, even though I'm not in the states or in the UK or something like that. So, uh, well, you know, Georgian, thank you so much for doing what you do because I think that you know the world needs more people that that go out and act and operate from a position of gratitude because otherwise, you know, my PR manager Mattia would not have looked at your podcast and said you know, Deepak, have a listen. And I wouldn't have, you know, I would not have listened otherwise had you not put it out there. And I would not have then said, okay, Mattia, let's, let's approach Georgian and just see what happens because this is some really interesting stuff. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm also thankful for that, Matt. So thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. And I'm, I'm hoping that, that people will, will see this uh, and they will get inspired to use their own resources. And uh, I wanted to point out something when I when I was talking about people from the UK or from the states, uh, the fact that they they have it better somehow from some points of view, uh, I wasn't saying that to shame anyone, but uh, to actually become aware, like the fact that you have some blessings that other people might not, and you can do things that uh, that the other people that aren't from the US or from the UK uh, cannot, and. I think that that this is very important to see and to be to be grateful for, and to use in a way that's positive and that's uh, uh, bringing a positive change in the world. And I think that's that can be really powerful once once you understand that, and you don't focus so much on on the fact that you have to keep up with the Joneses or something like this. Absolutely, uh, Georgian, I, I I completely agree, and and you know in in the recognition of you know, the tools that we have access to for whatever reasons we have access to those, whether it's birthright or heritage or citizenship or religion or you know, whatever, finance, socioeconomic status. Like, you know, if, if, if you activate all of the opportunities that, you know, you have within yourself because of, because of all of those things, rather than looking at it as a lack, oh, you know, well, we don't have this or, oh, you know, you know, I could complain, for example, that we're having a really hot summer and, British homes don't have air conditioning. So I'm sweating my ass off talking to you. And it's like, you know, it is what it is. Be grateful for, for the fact that we're having a hot summer. And, 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 and I, Hey, listen, man, I agree is what I'm saying. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So what, what I also wanted to, to find out is when did you first uh, experience gratitude? There is a lot of talk about gratitude and I'm really curious to, to know uh, how you got to experience it firsthand and to actually feel it and understand it? My first poignant memory actually was when I was um, 18 years old. So as I was saying, I'm, I'm, I'm coming up to 32. So this would have been in like 2004, I think it was. And I was backpacking. I had just finished kind of school before I went to university. I decided that it was about time that I went to my homeland as part of my trip. So I did a six month trip kind of around the world. And the first stop was to go to the village, um, Samora. Well, no, sorry. It was Busty. We went to there's village of my mom, father and my mother. So, so I went ultimately to a little village called Samora which is in um, North India in the state of Uttar Pradesh, where the same state of New Delhi. And I did go with my father at that time to go and see the village where he'd grown up. 
And Georgian, that blew my mind. I saw what I'd only been used to seeing in these kind of aid adverts about help, you know, a child in a developing economy. There was no electricity. There were corrugated kind of roofs, almost like the radiators you see in some homes that were used for roofs. There were no, some, in, in some places there were no doors and no windows to the homes. It was all kind of substance farming. So it, there was no commercial activity. It was just, you grow stuff, you eat the stuff you grow and, 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 and you survive. And, you know, kids would be running around. Everyone's kind of, a lot of people were barefooted. School was, you know, the, the, the older lady in the village sitting down and taking them through some stuff. Of course, there was no internet. Um, that was the first time I experienced, I experienced upset about the lack of gratitude I had in my life, actually. I was more upset with myself than I was with them because they were so happy. And I thought, I said a lot of swear words to myself about myself <laughs> because I was sometimes um, short, rude, dismissive, childish, immature with my father who, who came out with me for those few weeks. And once I saw where he'd come from, because this was his village, he moved when he was 15. And at that time he was, you know, in, in, you know, in his forties or something. So I thought, Jesus, and you were here 20 years before I even got to this place. And this is where he was raised. And yeah, even now looking back on it, 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 it taught me a lot about gratitude because I didn't really appreciate the full sense of kind of my selfishness. And it's one of those things, you don't believe it until you see it. And, and, and then you do, and it blew my mind. So, so that was, that's the most poignant memory I have of experiencing uh, a massive anger in combination with gratitude for everything my father had done for me. It, it washed away a lot of conflict that we'd experienced in our relationship up to then. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. And, uh, how, how was it when you came back? I'm, I'm really curious. How did you see the world that you were living in? Yeah, it's, it was like a boot camp. It was like in, it's like I'd been unbrainwashed. It was like I saw a world for, I, I saw things that I'd never seen before that had always been there. So um, it felt like I maybe had been walking through life with cataracts and I'd had them kind of surgically removed a little bit. And it, you know, definitely was a moment where I began ultimately a trajectory of, of being more proactive and, and not waiting for the world to come to me, but for me to go out to the world and think, Deepak, what are you complaining about? So you have to get the bus. So what? So you have to, you know, wait an extra 20 minutes. So what? So you have to, you know, walk down the high street to go and get a carton of milk because the local corner shop is closed. So what? A lot of these micro actions, if that makes sense, just small things, not discernible probably to anyone outwardly, but the change began inwardly when I was in that village with my father and, you know, I, 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 I had the operation, the cataracts came away, um, and, and there was that combination of being in an environment that wants to slide the filters back onto your eyes, 
It wants to do it because it happens to us all. And then you're constantly trying to push it away. Um, and, 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 you know, time plays its part. And over time, it kind of comes back and it goes away. And, and that's also why it became so important to me to go out and seek reminders. So, 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 so yeah, it was, it was, it was strange coming back. It was, it was, it was, it was enlightening. Um, but it, it also made me cognizant to the fact that Deepak, you will forget this. You need to go out and make sure that you remember. Don't rely upon your memory. That's the worst thing to rely upon. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. It, it's how it's how our brain works. Like we forget. We even, like I said, with uh, the example, um, with getting back from a, a hot um yeah. summer day and getting back to the home or to a uh to a building that has uh an air conditioning you get to a comfort zone and afterwards it's like you forget it's it's all good so you 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 can't forget it and this is how how our brain works so that's that's why it's important to make a conscious uh a conscious choice but um by the way you you say, you mentioned this but do you do other things consistently to to feel grateful to uh to be grateful as a habit um so yeah no absolutely so the in terms of okay so the, there's daily rituals so the 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 daily ritual is there's a couple so number one is the 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 act of the act of pain so pain dealt out through exercise So that's something that we've already, of course, spoken about. But I'll go on to, I don't know if we spoke about it in the interview or before, but I'll go out onto the Stairmaster or I'll go out and I'll do something that causes me to sweat like a madman and to really feel um, like, you know, I'm going to fall off the, 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 the treadmill, so to speak. In line with that, what happens is I have a playlist that um, makes me um, feel grateful about the energy and the strength that I have. It's a playlist that empowers me. One of the songs is called Nicki Minaj Moment for Life. If I could have this moment for life, that song. So that, that, that is a mantra <laughs> that I'll repeat to myself in moments where I feel overwhelmed. It's like, okay, be grateful, Deepak. You have all of the answers. You have all of the powers. So that's the second mantra that happens when I'm listening, when I'm training, but also outside of training. That's one of um, three set songs. Um, I'm a hip-hop fan, as you can probably tell by that choice of song. Uh, the other song is um, All I Do Is Win, 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 No Matter What. So that is a great mantra for me. It's like, okay, Deepak, you can do it. You can do everything. So they're rituals that um, I, I enact. And the other ritual that kind of happens to me is my partner, Daniela, and I, dude, we have a cat, Jenny. Dude, she gives me so much happiness every day for, um, you know, the, 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 the most beautiful of reasons that, you know, just, just, just her act of living out her life with us and laying, you know, flat on her back, unlike cats do. Cats often lie on their stomach. She lies flat on her back like she's actually sunbathing um, and she'll lay sprawled across the floor. <laughs> she's basically got a lot of dog-like qualities. She'll come and greet us and she'll want to be around us. She doesn't really go out and uh, be away for hours. She'll be out away for an hour maximum 
and then she'll be back. She's very vocal. She vocalizes, and she'll, she'll <laughs> have its own kind of melody. And I'll be like, I don't know what's going on. Um, and, and there isn't a day where Daniela and I either don't laugh, smile, or share a picture of our cat. So that's something that happens to me rather than, you know, me acting out something. But the, the amount of like positive energy and gratitude that, that gives me for look at this life that we live, you know, we're in a two bedroom flat, we're in central London, we have this beautiful cat and, 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 and she really reminds me of, um, or, or reinforces, that's probably a better word, reinforces the, the, the happiness and the gratitude that I have. So, so I'd say that they're, they're definitely the three things that spring to mind. Wonderful. I love it. Um, I'm actually a cat person myself, uh, so I, I can definitely relate. We had several cats uh, as well, and uh, we kept them for uh, for a while uh, in a foster, as a foster. And uh, oh, I, I I love the feeling, and I, I to- can totally relate. And another thing that I think it's important about the second song that you mentioned uh, with winning. Yeah. Um we actually have a tendency to focus more on our losses and I think this is very powerful uh even if it seems uh, very simple the fact that we actually win a lot in yeah. life we do many good things but when we do something bad or when something doesn't happen the way we wanted it to it's like oh my god I'm such a loser I'm such a yeah. I don't know all kinds of things of this nature, and I, I think it's it's a really powerful uh, uh, enforcing song uh, because it reminds it that you're actually winning, even though you sometimes lose. Like it, it's normal, but yeah. you're you're actually a winner, even if uh, even if you sometimes lose, right? Oh, Georgian, 100%. It was purposeful that, you know, I, I, I chose that song with those lyrics, specifically for those lyrics, because there's lots of upbeat kind of songs in general. But that those series of words that I repeat, I think mantras become powerful over a period of time. And the consistency is that we fail. And, 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 you know, I think that, um, you know, we're, you know, if we look at it from an evolutionary perspective, we are, you know, we're mammalian creatures that spent, you know, thousands of years fearing death and destruction as we were cavemen. So when you look at, of course, our chemical makeup, we're so much more like loss, fear, risk driven than we are reward driven and, and kind of unwiring or rewiring that. It's hard. This is why gratitude is, of course, deserves its own space because it's something that people need to come back to. It's something that people need to return to. You can't take kind of a quick pill and then assume like it just doesn't, as, as we know, it doesn't work. So Georgian, absolutely. I think that it's um, really important to be cognizant to the fact that, you know, we're, we, we, we're mammalians. We, we were cavemen. We are very much more driven by, you know, the fight or flight response where, you know, vasodilation happens, blood, more blood flows to, you know, your muscles, you get ready to go, everything else fades away because we're driven by the fear of death or by, and that means, as you said, that um, it's very much easier to focus on loss, to focus on bad things. It's in line with, you know, the, the programming that we receive as children, don't, can't, but won't, shouldn't, stop, shut up, don't, you know, that whole loop. So, so, so it requires repetition, 
to kind of undo that and to, 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 to remind yourself of that. And the reason why it's really important for me to do it when I'm in moments of pain is because that moment of pain is really similar to the moments of loss I experience every day. And I'm trying to rewire it. I'm trying to recreate the exact environment in which I feel like I want to give up. This is too hard. I quit. I hate it. I'm sorry. I'm... And then I put in a song that's like the opposite of everything. All I do is win, win. And, 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 and you know what? It helps. I, 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 it, it, yeah. So, so, so I completely agree that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's important to, to, to recognize that, um, you know, how powerful this fear is and, and what we can do to try and rewire it. It's a slow and it's steady progress and it doesn't come without immersion. So I think that that's a big point as well, that you can't listen to a song once or even five times and expect to kind of, Hey dude, where's my result? If you know what I mean? Um, and, and, you know, when I did my 27 hour ultra marathon, I listened to one song for nine hours for nine hours of the ultra marathon. I listened to James Arthur in my recovery. I'm a soldier at war. And, and, and that lifted, dude, it kept me going for nine hours from 11 PM up to 8 AM through the night when it was wow. pouring with rain in Madeira and I was going through mountains and I was in a very dark moment of my life. And, you know, words are powerful music and melody is powerful and 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 i i i i yeah i'm so grateful for musicians and songs like that amazing amazing so we are nearing the end of our time together and i wanted to to ask you who in your life has influenced you in a positive way for whom you are really grateful um wow it's gosh now, I don't want to say there's so many if I had to pick one, but I've said that. I, my mum. My mum because she came to the UK as, you know, a woman in a patriarchal society that was a village in India. Her husband was chosen for her when she was three or four years old. She came to England. She was pulled out of, she got married at 11. She was pulled out of school at 14 to become a housewife. She fell pregnant at 15, had my lovely, amazing sisters at 16. She's not ever had a formal education. And, and, you know, she went and worked. She used to work at the airport with my dad. Then she worked at, uh, a bowling alley, like clearing a cleaner. She was just kind of working um, for in anything that kind of paid the way. And um, she's done so much with everything that she's had. And and the the moment that made me recognise how grateful I should be was she works now at um, a supermarket called uh, Morrison's here in the UK, right? And then I was trying to say to her, mom, let's move to Tesco's. It's a better supermarket. You can get a pay rise. I'll help you with the application, la da dee, la da da. I had this whole idea in my head of ambition and what ambition should look like and what progress should look like. And she just was like, Diva, I, you know, I'm, but I don't need more money. I'm, I'm, I'm happy where I am and with what I have. And I was like, well, what do you mean? You can get paid more. And she was just like, look, you know, I got married to a man I never met when I was 11 years old. The only thing that I cared about then was that he had a moustache, but he didn't because he was 15, but he'd have a moustache 
he'd have a smile and that I could ultimately one day give my kids, you know, an education that I haven't had. She said, you know, there's five of you. You've all gone to university. I, I don't need anything else. I don't need anything else. I, I've lived my dream and now I want you to live yours. Uh, and you know, I almost get a little bit tearful dude thinking about it because I, I get frustrated with my mom for all kinds of BS. She doesn't understand how to use a laptop. She has a really old phone and she's struggling with this or she says stuff that makes no sense or has no logic. And I forget about where she came from and, and we forget about the people that our parents are and that she's, she's on her own journey in life and she's had her own experiences and upbringing. And, and that moment in combination with going to India and seeing where my parents had came from, dude, it makes me so grateful for kind of the lessons that my mom's taught me and, and how it helps me live powerfully in my own life. Amazing. Amazing. It's such an important reminder and, um, the way you the way you you told the story is is really really touching thank you children ah, thank you yeah my pleasure my pleasure so um where can our audience find you where can our audience see your work absolutely um so hey um listeners of georgian's amazing amazing podcast um uh you know you can find me look up deepak shukla d-e-e-p-a-k shukla S-H-U-K-L-A, Deepak Shukla. Just look me up on Google, you know, YouTube. I've got tons of stuff on YouTube. You can surf and find some of my videos talking about different stuff. And, you know, you can engage with me in whatever manner you're most comfortable with, whether that's my website, the YouTube or anything else. You know, I'd love to talk to you about this subject and for you to get in touch with me. It'd be absolutely amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here with us and for sharing so many amazing stories. Thank you. Uh, Georgian, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. Help us reach our goal of inspiring 100,000 people by sharing this podcast with your loved ones, with your Facebook friends. And if you loved this episode, please write a review on iTunes.